2: Hot route! Red Seven! Red Seven! Red Seven! John! What?
1: Red Seven! I don't know what Red Seven means. Hot route! I don't. What is hot route? Will you just go stand on the other side, please? Billy Bob!
0: This is it! The man who got us here. You ready? You don't think that lame-ass play where I run down field and act like I'm lost is gonna work, do you?
1: Then he pivots, fakes, chucks the big bomb halfway down the field to our hopefully still wide-open tailback.
2: I call it the annexation of Puerto Rico.
1: Oh yeah! That's what we call a sack lunch. Nom, 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 nom. I need that ball. Get me the ball. You need the ball. Get me the ball. Get me the ball. Me the ball. Oh, are you gonna get me the oh, ball? I ball? I hope he doesn't kill somebody. Because we know when we add up all those inches.
2: That's going to make the difference between winning and losing. Yeah. Between living and dying. Yeah. I got a whole
3: lot of money. Y'all need for me. Bottle no, key, poppin' that water, Y'all drag It's a party. It's a party. It's a party. Spring has sprung and the Kentucky Wildcats are back at spring practice. I'm Nick Roush, joined today by Adam Luckett and Freddie Maggard for KSR's Kentucky Football Spring Practice Preview. We're going to touch on a little bit of that, our week at the NFL Combine, and might even dabble into a little madness, but uh, football is back. Uh, the sun is shining bright over our old Kentucky home, and Luckett, I just want you to know that I am now the good question asker. You are, your time is done, buddy.
0: I think Rich is just getting the – he heard about the KSR guys and he's just assuming it's you. So, he's just getting the KSR guys mixed up there.
3: (laughs) See, what it was, Freddie, is last year, every time Luckett hopped on one of these damn Zooms, Liam Cohen would be like, "You know, good question, good question. It took me until the LSU game to finally get a good question out of Liam Cohen after (laughs) I asked him something. And what do you know, first time I asked – actually, I I guess technically the second time I asked Rich – uh, he was speaking after Tuesday spring practice, open straight up, you know. So what's uh I, hell? I even forgot what it what it was. But it was like what's the differences or what? I don't even know what I asked, but I got a good question out of Rich right out of the gate.
2: I've never gotten one. I've been doing this a long time, and even when I worked there, I never got a good question. So uh, I think Luckett's question about the hash marks last year was. KSR Hall of Fame level question uh, from Adam. <laughs> I really like that one. Thank you. Well, it made sense, man. You know, It was pr- yeah. practical.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. That and asking Nick Saban. I don't know. I've about twelve personnel, so I've got a. I got to set my game up. Well, had up. that.
0: Ha- the hash marks is actually a rule. I would like to see college maybe adapt that NFL rule because playing a team like Tennessee, how they stretch the field. Uh, vertically and horizontally, it makes it a pain in the you-know-what to defend when you've got to yeah. defend. You know, the hash marks all the way over to the left, and they've got all that grass, whatever it is, 35-plus yards to the right, plus whatever they got the vertical. It's uh makes it hard to defend, yeah. I mean, I think that's a real, real adjustment uh, that the co- like people coming from NFL have to make, and vice versa if you're going from college to pro.
2: I thought it was a great question. It made a lot of sense because it does change. And for folks that don't know, the hash marks that go bur- vertically up and down the field are different from high school to college to the NFL. The high school are wider, then they come in a little bit for college. NFL really tight. So it does affect where the ball is placed. Uh, if, if the down is on the side of the field, the ball is placed on the hash mark. So it makes a big difference.
3: Yeah, and I think the, the talking point yesterday, uh, at least to start spring practice, we, we've got new coordinators, Uh, Well, we got a new offensive line coach in Zach Yenzer, new offensive coordinator in Rich Scangarello, and uh, new linebackers coach in Mike Stoops. Three new coaches, 10 new mid-year enrollees uh, joining the team for 15 spring practices. It will not culminate with a spring game. There will be a spring game April 9th at Kroger Field, 1 p.m. You either have to have ESPN Plus to watch, or you can just go to the game. Uh, Admission, of course, is always free. We've been two years without a spring game, so it'll be good to get it back after a nice break. Uh, But with the offensive coordinator search, it kind of threw off the timing. So they're having the spring game and then three practices after the spring game to uh, wrap up spring practice. Uh, But I I think the, the tone is sameness, but also newness. You have a lot of new guys coming in, but they're running the same kind of system, just tweaking it a little bit. Um, you know, Rich Gangarello is from the same Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay pro style offensive tree. That's that's ran by probably if I was just guessing, twenty of the thirty-two NFL teams by now. A lot of people are running this. It's what Stoops wanted to stick to. And yesterday, they were, it was a little on the first day of opening practice. There's some little subtle differences here and there. Um, whether you know it's it's timing, it's footwork. Uh, different steps for different routes, et cetera, et cetera. But all in all, I think things are, are, are largely big picture staying the same. This spring is about making the, the adjustments to, to keep the momentum rolling. And Luckett and I, we've talked a couple of times. We were up in Indy for the NFL Combine. So we, we've shared our thoughts quite a bit, Freddie, on the new additions. Um, we've 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 spoken with them. I'm curious uh, – You're just – maybe not even general, but like what what do you think about the the new guys on on campus, particularly Rich Scangarello?
2: I like the fact that Scangarello and the insert uh, have history because there's a lot of communication that goes both ways from the OC down to the position coaches. But the offensive line coach is a special place on a coaching staff, especially in the run game. Uh, I'm not for sure if answer will get run game coordinator title, but that's what an offensive line coach is at, at many times. And that's what John Schlarman was for Eddie Grand. So I like the fact that they have history and can go together with install, adjustments, terminology, and because is faced with a tremendous task. I, for me, the story of spring practices on offense is a tackle. Uh, I think that is the most pressing personnel issue, DeAndre Buford, Uh, Jeremy Flax, Keontae Goblin, and and however, if Kentucky goes to the portal. So I think, Yenser has a lot of work to do. A new center with Eli Cox. I love that move. And then Kenneth Horsey. Cox and Horsey are the only two starters. The rest are unknown. So I like the fact that the offensive line coach has history with the OC because those two are going to be doing a lot of work to rebuild that big blue wall.
3: Yeah, and you, you mentioned Eli Cox's move to center uh yesterday he was pretty straightforward. It's like, Yep, the first team center reps today. So uh he, he's getting coached by a former center as well and Drake Jackson. Uh he snapped balls before, so this is nothing new. Uh, but you know, like we talked a lot about the the sameness and the the similar personality traits Enzer has with Sharman. Cox said straight up like everybody's got to know all five positions this spring. We've all got to learn them. We've all got to figure them out. So even though you might have guys slotted into a specific spot in your mind, you know, I I wouldn't be shocked if a guy like Kenneth Horsey ends up getting a lot of run at offensive tackle.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of moving parts there. I think we, you know, you feel pretty good about four guys there. Um, Cox, Horsey, Manning, and who am I forgetting? I guess that they're just the three, the three inside.
3: Kind of like Jagger, too, you know. Yeah,
0: and Jagger long-term, yeah, we don't know, you know, only his second year in the program. Uh, mm-hmm. But but you you feel good about those three just finding two guys, so how do they shuffle that around It's going to be interesting to follow. Um, but I do like what Freddie said. Like, that offensive line coach, um, it's it's big for a lot of reasons. I mean, we heard Mark Stoops at the Citrus Bowl say how, you know, the line kind of sets the tone for your team. Um, they're kind of the, the leaders of the bunch. You, you know, just scholarship, you're spending a good chunk of your 85 at that position. Um, and, you know, in running the ball, They it's kind of a mindset. We saw last year when they had some struggles, it was really just, you know, it was more of a mindset. It wasn't some skill or scheme or anything like that. Um, they kind of lead the way there. And so having a guy like Ginzer, and it seems like that trust level is being picked up right away glowing reviews um so far um, i think that's that that's a pretty good sign for that group moving forward it's really the million dollar question is tackle what do they do at tackle Scott, is the star are the starters on the roster are the will the starters be added to the roster if kenneth orsey has to kick out is it right or left who replaces him inside um, so a lot of moving parts and a lot of unknowns still and even what when we go and see the spring game, I think we'll leave that with, with some unknowns, knowing that the portal is out there potentially to add somebody.
2: Yeah, Adam, and I think for the first time in a long time, we we have a star quarterback. Yep. And with a star quarterback and Will Levis, everything, the offense's intent and the coordinator's intent will be to put Will Levis in the best situation in a run and pass game, obviously the run game. You have Chris Rodriguez, Jr., which is a benefit, and, and three other capable backs. Uh, there are question marks at receiver. Tavian Robinson, I think Adam, you wrote about it, will step in and be wide receiver one. But with with Keaton Upshaw coming back, Jordan Dingle, Isaiah Cummings eventually, and Brenda Bates, I think you can take the ease off the pressure of, of, of panic mode as far as getting receivers in place because of that run game and then the utilize, utilization of the tight ends. Uh, but receiver for me is, is second on my personnel priority list, especially on offense. It's got to be there. got to develop and, and going to have to play, find some playmakers to step up and get vertical.
3: Well, well, let's spend some time on that question mark. And then the I think the third question mark is cornerback. So we'll just address them all uh, yeah. right now. But um, I, I think yesterday when we – first off, Will Levis, dude does not miss an arm day. So um, I don't think <laughs> – I don't think that's gonna be vascular is uh is a good way to describe him dude 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 is uh he, he's going all in it's nice to not have a question mark there i i mean how many times have we been in spring practice and is it going to be this or I, it it's really good to have some certainty there uh but th- there does remain a little you know some uncertainty on the outside and there was something Ann Thomas said yesterday, and I know Clevean. He's been in the program for uh, since since the Reagan administration. He he was you know splitting reps with Joker back in the day, but Clevan did make a like I thought he made a really good point yesterday and that Wondell really helped boost the morale of this group, where for the longest time, every I mean. We dogged on those pass catchers. I remember sitting with Jared in that studio in Lexington. Freddie and Jared were just like, just catch the ball. That's all you got to do. Just catch the ball. Yeah. And and that has been a talking point year after year after year after year. And, and Wondell and Josh, they really helped erase that last year. They helped give these guys some confidence. You've got a few old guys in the room like Cleveland and Demarcus Harris. Demarcus Harris flashed pretty well there down the stretch at the end of the season. And you've recruited – it, well from the high school ranks and also brought in some transfer portal guys uh Baker the kid from Alabama won't be here this spring and, and like it and I think it gives a, a really big opportunity for chris Lewis to to make some noise on the outside
0: yeah just the there's some un, there's a lot of unproven pieces but there's some real talent I think in that room right. and so if you can just develop a few guys hit on these transfers I think you could and with the addition of the quarterback, yeah, I think it's pretty easy to talk yourself into that. Um, I think just returning a quarterback is just going to solve a lot of issues for the team. That You can put a lot on his plate mm-hmm. to do certain things, and I think it's going to be a breath of fresh air for a lot of people in the program. And, and for us, Nick, I mean, there's not going to – I mean p- – <laughs> You know, we we all can talk about a left tackle battle for uh, for for hours, but I don't think, you know, a lot of people outside of that are going to be all into that. You know, you got the quarterback, it's going to ease a lot of people's minds. Um, so, yeah, the wide receiver is definitely a, a question mark, but they've recruited well here the last couple of years. Now it's time to start seeing that pay off. Um, and specifically, I think you, you're going to really need to see some young guys step up. Chris Lewis and Crowdis, I think you really need one of those guys I think to really step in and be a, a bigger, a big part of the rotation.
3: Yeah. And I yeah. I, I was just going to say, Freddie, one random person that got thrown in, and we got, he got thrown in last year too, but we never seen anything. It was Tay Tay So I don't, I yeah. don't know what, yeah, that, 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 that one surprised me, Freddie, because um, you hear it maybe in practice, but we don't really see it. So, you know, you, you'd like to have one of those vertical threat guys, maybe Tay Tay. Or Dakel can be it. Uh, DeKal's is healthy. Um, I don't know why. I just Is it – are we going DeKal? Is it DeKal or uh, Ron Ryan, Ryan Lemon throws me off when he calls it decal <laughs> uh, But you, you, you'd you like to have one of those vertical threats. And even though you uh, – ideally, Baker is on campus developing chemistry now, you're at least giving some of those other guys opportunity to, to shine this spring.
2: Yeah, I think you can break them down in the categories of transfer. We're talking just spring practice, Tavion – Robinson needs to be wide receiver one. He, he needs to be as good as advertised. There's proven production for at Virginia Tech. The veterans, Cleveland Thomas, uh, uh, Demarcus Harris, you can throw Rashawn Lewis in there. Mm-hmm. One, th- one of those guys ne- needs to surface in September 2-D. Then you got the unknowns, Tay-Tay Crooms and, and Ernest Sanders. We've heard a lot about tay in practice for years now, right? But we've not seen the production on the field it's time for one of those two to contribute yeah, or or be passed over. I mean, you, you can't have juniors that's never played, right? you know, continue to not factor. So there are no, the risers, Chris Lewis, uh, Chauncey Magwood, one of those two, I, I agree, need, needs to step up. Then the rookies, Dan Key uh, is in there, uh, and DeKale County is in that same situation. So, uh, you know, I think the two deep, in April, it's going to look different than the two deep in September mm-hmm. because we're not factoring in Barry and Brown, yeah. or or Javon ba- Baker. But it's good that a that a resemblance of a two deep. So I, I think there's going to be serious looks at the veterans. But uh, if if the young younger players are as good, it's equal or a little bit better. You got to go with the younger players uh, because the veterans have had plenty of time to show what they're worth.
0: If they're not, if they're passed over, then it's going to be a youth movement when you're building a position room, you kind of want what they have at receiver. Yeah. You've got a proven guy, kind of a senior, expected to be your leader, but then you got some other upperclassmen that, you know, they're stepping up to replace somebody, but there's some young cats in there that are talented that want to play. And so like there should be some fierce competition at that position. And, you know, that, that should lead to some good things. And it doesn't, it's not just going to end in the spring. Cause like you talked about Javon right. Baker's coming in, I think bare minimum Barry and Brown's going to be kind of a gadget player that they're going to look to get to the ball on, you know, jet sweeps reverses, screens, screen stuff, stuff of that nature. Uh, so that's never going to end. And I think we could open the season with a rotation and I could see it being totally different mm-hmm. um, when they go to the, if they go, to, you know, they qualify for a bowl and they're down in wherever for bowl practices, it can be totally different in three months span because of how young, I think that room is and just kind of all the different moving parts they have there.
3: Yeah, one...
2: With, 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 uh, uh, Cleveland Thomas, Tate Kroon's Ernest Sanders, all juniors or, or red sophomores or older have combined for 16 career t- catches. So mm-hmm. it's make, it's make a break for those three this spring. Mm-hmm. In my opinion.
3: The one thing that, uh, I also think is different that goes back to that quarterback stability. You know, every year the, these guys are are throwing right, like they've got their throwing sessions in the offseason. Well, what's an, a a nice little added bonus to this year's throwing sessions is Bo Allen and Will Levis. They're using that 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 biomechanics quarterback coach, that kind of extra trainer, you know, whatever you want to call them. But essentially, when they do their individual workouts with him that's on top of we're running seven on seven we're running routes on air and it, it, it just adds more like you can't have a coach on the field with you at all times but this guy he just they put a little camera up um, he does the stuff gives them feedback it's a, it's a weird kind of dynamic but it also is added extra instruction where I'm sure Levis and Allen they're the ones paying for it but the receivers are receiving some of the benefit there and, and really what it comes down to in all of this is just developing a chemistry, and you can only do that with reps. Like, you, you can't yeah. know, you know, Freddie. You can speak to this much better than any of us, but like, it, Will can't know how Tavion Robinson is going to break on a square against cover three, like until he yeah. does it over and over and over again. That that's the only way they're going to be able to to create the kind of chemistry that him and Wondell created last year?
2: Yeah, we're, we're, we're talking about mainly the summer months here, Nick. And I think uh, as from a player's perspective, there's a big difference between a leader and a rah-rah guy. Uh, it's hard for a player that's not very good to be a leader. I mean, let's just be honest with you. Will Levis has that proven year of being good and peaking towards the end in, in, a, in a very high trajectory. So players are going to follow him. So I think during the summer months, you got Will Levis out there directing the show. Tavon Robinson comes in with all that proven uh, production from Virginia Tech. And Cleveland Thomas has given him credit. He was mm-hmm. a player coach kind of last year, so yeah. he understands both sides of it. So uh, the fact is that Will Levis, again, going back to you got a quarterback and he's a good one. If you're a good player, you're a better leader. And I think players will follow the wheel this summer.
3: Man, it's, um, man. It, so, as much as there's been some changes, there is still some stability. The, the one where there is uh, some moving parts still, the biggest question mark on the other side of the football is at cornerback. At, 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 of all of the boxes that you can look over in the defense and check, yes, they're losing Josh Pascal. You you cannot replicate like you said, Freddie. That sort of leader. Uh, but there's 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 a lot of skill, a lot of talent over there. You brought some in with Darian Henry Young. You've recruited really well at defensive line. You've got a ton of linebackers. You've got a ton of safeties. But you don't have you don't have the cornerback. So they're experimenting with Vito Tisdale at cornerback. And well, I could, you, the line you had last week is just one that I'm I, that that is, nothing sums it up better.
0: Yeah, I mean it's very enticing, but it scares the hell out of you because you just don't. I mean anything is any er, anything and everything is on the line. I think if if Vito Tisdale is playing
3: that position, but uh, I mean if he's a boundary, like that, that that's what I think they missed. Uh, and since Derek yeah. Beatty's been gone, is having that guy who's you know not afraid to put his nose up there and and, and get messy.
0: Yeah, but yeah, yeah. This is a different level, too. I mean, this is very much heat-seeking missile you would have over there. Uh, but there's obviously the, the coverage concerns uh, with that, too. And Kentucky, when you're mixing man and zone and all that different types of stuff, you, you know, you got to trust he's doing the right thing. If he's not, you could be in a world of hurt. But I do like the idea. I mean, you got to see see what you have there on the roster. And like Mark Stoops said, there's – you can't build the defense your best 11 without having number seven on the field. Yeah. So finding a way to get him on the field, whether it's dad or whether um, they go back to kind of this hybrid based defense where they've got that, you know, that Sam or that Sam nickel, a medium type position where he can play. You got to find a way to get him on the field, be interested to see how and hear and see how that develops them being at cornerback. But you're right. We've got a big hole there. They got to figure out something maybe a late portal ad. Yeah, Yeah, I
2: think with Vito at corner, it's a high-risk, high-reward proposition. Uh, He is going to be at at corner. That's how Vito lives
3: his life, Freddie, high-risk, high-reward. He's
2: he's going to be very good against the run, but he's also going to bite on runs a lot and get beat behind him because Uh he's an aggressive player. I think with Vito, the best place for him to play is that, That Sam position, let him get on the edge, play, get in the box, play the run, rush the passer, see ball, get ball, really, with Vito is is Mm -hmm. his best option. But corner, you got uh, Carrington Valentine coming back who did some good things. Drew Phillips is going to get his shot. And then a bunch of players that we've never seen play, right?
3: Uh, Andre Stewart,
2: Elijah Reed, Maxwell Harrison. I mean, some guys like that, that, you know, it's time. I mean, that's the evolution of roster management as you sign these, these corners. Now it's time to start producing. So I'm like Adam. I think, I think the starting corner is probably not on campus right now and a late pull right. will be necessary there.
0: Yeah. I will say Andrew Phillips is kind of the wild card um, with all those guys there the, um, that were involved in the incident. They missed spring ball last year. Yeah. Yeah. And that was a huge, and, I mean, that's a huge, huge step. I mean, that would have been Phillip. I don't think he was an early enrollee. So that would have been his first real spring at a position where he could have got a lot of live reps, and he just really didn't. So he comes on last year, really just plays kind of special teams. Um, there's a huge opportunity for him there. Like when they yeah. grow, when they bring out the starting eleven, there's a good chance he's in it. There, you know, when they go yeah. full live contact here in a couple practices. Um, so it's a huge opportunity for him if that kind of if he kind of can turn the corner at all, just a little bit, he could be a big part of the defense. I think.
1: Well,
2: yeah, I think and- that's the best-case scenario uh, right? because no he's a tremendous, tremendous athlete, uh, comes from a great family. Carlos, his dad, was a teammate of mine. I want to see Drew succeed. Uh, but I do think whether it is to bring depth, quality depth, or to compete for a starting role, there's going there could be a, a, a potential add to the portal. But I would love to see Drew Phillips just take over that spot and not give it up. And uh, that would let some of these younger guys – Kind of ease
3: into it and in redshirt and get some more experience. Well, and you just mentioned experience too, Freddie. Like that—that's what that, thats why you try Veto at corner right now. Fifteen practices, yeah. but you aren't getting ready for anything. That's why I—I I mean, I bet you we can count on both of our hands how many first team reps Jaquez Jones and DeAndre Square are going to get in team drills. They—they they don't need spring ball at all. Like they've played four years of college football. They know what the hell they're doing. The guys behind them need those reps. They need to learn how this all works. Same thing with the cornerbacks. Um, like as many reps as possible. You cannot replicate game reps, um, but you you can get a lot of stuff accomplished this spring. And I, I will say it was, uh, it was encouraging to hear that some folks at UK were pleasantly surprised at Elijah Reed and what he was bringing to the table. He's, he's older. He was the fifth year kid from PRP that, just started playing the position recently, who's a little bit more physical. it has your...
0: got the size that they really want.
3: Yeah, he, he's much bigger than like the Huey or the Hairston kid that they brought in uh, in the last two years. So, you know, that, that could be a nice little uh, uh, wrinkle into things this spring. But um, you've got a lot of young guys who are going to get a lot of reps. So uh, now is the time to throw stuff against the wall, see what sticks. Um, but I, I, I'm curious, too, Freddie, if you're if you're if you're Brad White, right? I want you to put on your your baggy Dockers. You know, I like that Brad's still wearing his his khakis, like it's 2006. Got the real baggy bottoms, love it. Just just never going out of style. Um, <laughs> it's like I, I'm going to be wearing the same stuff I wore in college forever. So walk me in for fashion in 2013. Me and Brad White were kindred spirits in that regard. But I want you to be Brad White. You were you and John Summerall were fighting over where to play Trevin Wallace last year. Yeah, Sumerall's gone now. You've got two old heads in there. You've got De'Aaron Jackson who dude's just gonna go out and get eight tackles. He doesn't care if he tore his Achilles six months ago. He's gonna go out there and bust some heads. What do you yeah. do with Trevin Wallace? Do you say let's keep you at Mike? What what, what you what are you gonna to do to try to get him as Stoop said? You know, Vito's one of your best 11. you got to get him on the field. I think the same can be said about Trevin. So so what are you doing if you're Brad White?
2: If I'm Brad White, I'm giving him a ton of reps at night this this spring. Because, like you said, you're, you're going you're, – we need to talk about load management during spring practice eventually. But, but what does DeAndre Square and Jacquez Jones need to prove? I mean, they've, they're they veterans, seen it all, done it all. They will have to become familiar with a new position coach and Mike Stoops. So their reps may be more than, than we think. Mm-hmm. But with Wallace, I, I would go all in on him on the inside. But then I would experiment with him at the SAM, I, I mean, all over the place. At that nickel I mean, I, I would. Yeah, I mean, he he's athletic enough for that. Uh, obviously, he has the size. I think he'd be perfect for that, that hybrid nickel position that, that Kentucky likes to use. And I think he and Vito – I mean, one of those two would be very good right there, right? But you yeah, got to put right. your best 11 on the field. Trevon Wallace is too good uh, of a defensive player to sit and only play 10, 12, 15 snaps a game.
3: Well, and, and I think the the sentiment that Mike Stoops would tell you and that Brad White would tell you is that w- you once you master your main spot, then you can yeah. use that as a point of reference at your new spot. So Absolutely. that uh, and, and that's kind of how Eli Cox described going from guard to center. Like there's a nice point of reference for you to know, like at center, you're going to know how the guards are hearing things or communicating things, what they're seeing. And and that's probably going to be the same case with Trevin, where if he if he can get a good grasp of how Mike works, which uh, I mean, he he readily admitted to me last summer, like, yeah, I played like one year of of linebacker. In high school, yeah. like I, this is a whole new world trying to figure everything out. So if he can get that figured out over these next 15 practices, then then I, I think to answer my own question, the summer training camp, that might be a better time to say, let's let's slot him over to this nickel, Sam, and and, and see what he can do there, because yeah. he's, he's another C ball, hit ball kind of guy.
2: Yeah, too good to, to be on the sideline. And Also, you have the luxury of having five inside backers that are really good with thrower Jackson and uh, who am I missing?
3: Yeah, thrower Jackson Wallace, and uh, uh, yeah, there's
2: five, yeah, there's Jones. five of them, so yeah, yeah, Jones. So, yeah, there, there's plenty of, of bodies there. So, yeah, once Wallace gets that mic position down, then move him around a little bit, and maybe we could see some packages as far as blitz packages and, and specialty. Uh, personnel groups to get him more involved in the pass rush
3: yeah and that's also another position too, like it where how many times have we had a spring practice or something where one of these dudes is just they guys get hurt playing middle linebacker in the sec
0: yeah no doubt i I think the rotation there um inside linebacker is going to be interesting i think tinkering with trevin wallace is a good idea but Like you said, Square's been banged up a lot in his career. I think playing game one through game 12 has been an issue for him. Um, Jones got banged up a little bit at times last year. Um, They've got the opportunity, I think, to really have a healthy rotation there and stay fresh throughout the season. Um, And then you could enter a situation after you lose Square and Jones. Next year, you won't really be worried all too much because you could have a thing where those guys are kind of like pseudo starters there, um, Jackson and Trevin Wallace there, so. Um, very, very good situation. I think Mike Stoops inherits there at inside linebacker.
3: Question for both of you: I want you to fill in the blank. At the end of spring practice, the BBN is going to be talking about blank.
0: Dakel mm. Crowder.
3: Hmm. Interesting.
0: Yeah, that's that's a good one. I'll say just the the J.J. Weaver-Jordan-Wright combo. Um, I think having those two healthy um, together, I think you're going to see more of that traditional 3-4 defense that, that was originally their base. And I think those guys together um, can have a chance to be game wreckers. Um, so they have some havoc reduction to replace with Josh Paschal moving on. Um, I think those two together could team up to kind of replace that. And I think they they could be kind of the – the cornerstone pieces of this defense.
2: I was going to say Trayvon Ripka because I think he's I think he's a rising player.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, he's got a different gear. I mean, he's fast, man, to be that big. And he's shown mobility. I, I really like Trayvon Ripka as well.
3: He's fast. And then Darren Henry Young is just enormous. That guy. Yeah. Dude, I mean, he's a – big a, frame. Yeah. Big, his
0: frame is just huge. I, like, you look at him, he looks skinny. When we saw him a couple of weeks ago, but when he fills out that frame, he's gonna carry like probably 280. It's pretty, you know, and be able to move a little bit, 270 to 280. So, that, yeah, I mean, he's got he checks some just boxes from a athletic, and I think just mm-hmm. from a, a frame standpoint. And if we'll see what he can do when he puts the pads on and plays, but you could definitely you can see why he was highly sought after in high school and why he's an enticing prospect
3: yeah i'm gonna i'm 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 gonna hitch my wagon to chris lewis but um the uh the reason why i think it will be a receiver just because freddie in that spring game you know how they are like it's all eye candy we realize that, like oh gosh we forgot this is just like low-hanging fruit for people to get excited about but I feel like Lewis is a candidate to have, like, a few just, you know, just mossing on somebody uh, type deal where he can just go up and, and, and catch it on top of guys. And Crowdis could be a good option, too, just being a blow-by guy. Yeah, um,
2: yeah it's, it's been a while since Kentucky's had a true X receiver uh-huh. um, that could threaten the defense. And I think Chris Lewis is going to be that. I've heard nothing but really good things about him um, <clears throat> from last fall. And
0: leading up to spring practice, I think that could be a good one. And this guy – we're not talking about Keaton Upshaw's return. Oh, yeah. 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 I think that's going to be big in this style of offense.
3: He's enormous.
0: We kind of of forget what he kind of brought to the table. I mean, he was the guy people just kind of totally forgot about last year. He's back. Um, I think that could be a really – good relationship between him and Levis. And I could see him, Freddie, if you think Tavion Robinson leads the team, I could see Upshaw being number number two in receptions yeah, and targets.
2: Yeah. I, you know, I, I you can make the argument that the collection of Upshaw, Bates, Jordan Dingle, and Isaiah Cummings combined will be your second leading receiver next year. Right. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah I think you like I think you could feel good with Robinson and Upshaw being one two. Um, but yeah Different than last year, you're going to need probably legit four because you're not going to throw the ball to Wondell Robinson 160, you know, or 130 (laughs) times or whatever it was. Um, Mm -hmm. But those two give you a good, I think, base starting point, and then you've got some other guys um, that you probably feel good about that can hopefully fill those roles.
2: I think, Adam, I think, honestly, that more so, like you said, I mean, Robinson was targeted on darn near every pass play. I think you're going to see specific personnel groups for specific call plays yep. more 2022 than we saw this last year where you might have a package for a, a, a slot option package with Mikael Crowdis or, you know, you might have an isolation on the an X and make sure Lewis is in there. Third down, Dane Key is a great uh, route runner, excellent ball skills. Maybe he could be your third down uh, go to players. So I think specific personnel groups, specific formations will be matched up with play calls more next year than this year.
0: Yeah, you're just right there. You're kind of scheming up touches, right? Yeah. You're going to let's go. Let's get Tavion a touch here. Um, let's get Keaton a touch. Let's try to get, you know, we we'll put Isaiah Cummings in here, line him up in the slot, get him a touch. Um, just try to, you know, you got some mouths to feed. So. Try to feed them, yeah. and then all the, all that stuff will, you know, all those looks will help open up something later in, in another package. But with those tight ends, like formationally, I think they're going to be able to do a lot of things. Very interested to see mm-hmm. how kind of Scangarello builds it, builds Fullbacks. out from that. They're back. You got that. Well, I just, just Cummings and Upshaw, they can <laughs> play that. They can play that that boundary isolation X in certain. You could just line them up, maybe red zone, short yardage, mm-hmm. um, and and move people around, get defenses out of get them in base, but really you can split out wide with maybe Cummings and you can do some things in the past game. So a lot of, ch- like a lot of chess pieces. And I liked how Scangarello put that with the tight ends, Nick, on Tuesday talked about how they're, how they're, you know, they're, that tight end position can be like a chess piece for them um, to use against the defense, get defense and certain looks that they know they're going to get and then they can attack that way with those guys. I know Justice
2: Dingle was moved to fullback, but I saw Jordan Dingle play that fullback role at Bowling Green High School, and he did so very well.
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: It, that could possibly but.
3: You Ooh, know, I had, d- double I, Dingles. We could be the Dingle yeah. Bears.
2: I had the honor of playing with two of the best ever to play fullback at Kentucky, Andy Murray and Terry Samuels. And trust me, it, it is a benefit to have those dudes have a fullback. Of course, John Connor came later. But I like that. I like how I like the thought of having a fullback in the formation.
3: Brendan Bates has the fullback mindset. He, you know, he's kind of a meathead, just like big personality. Loves just wrecking dudes. So I, I'm all in on a little uh, 21. He help personnel. so much
0: in the red zone. I mean, yeah. you can you can get in there in a tighter set. Defense aren't used to that two back run game, and then it's an easier way to sneak a tight end yeah. out or a bootleg um, down there because they're like, oh, this is a different look. We need to focus on fullback, fullback. They're probably coming at us, and you can sneak some stuff past them. Um, so, I yeah, think in the red zone, it could be a big weapon.
2: I guess Iowa, that was a big thing with Kentucky's linebackers, especially mm-hmm. with Square and Jones out of the equation. You get young guys in there. They've never seen a fullback before, probably in their life. Mm-hmm. And yeah. here comes Iowa with, with a fullback. That, that changes up your reads and all kinds of good stuff. So,
0: yeah, I like it. Right, worried about, like, playing the run like you need to play it, but then you got to worry about that tight end coming back across formation and got yeah. to make sure your, your drops are right or whatever. It, yeah, it's it's just more – it makes the defenders think more because they don't see it a lot. And that's why I think Stoop, Mark Stoops is kind of leaning into this offense um, because you look at the, the SEC landscape right now, it's a lot of heavy RPO – um and then like kind of art braille art style offense where o'miss and tennessee are kind of spreading it out and doing some a lot of that stuff where kentucky's really the only team you're getting a lot of under center looks um and then like kind of this outside outside zone stretch stuff um some people do but it's it looks different because like drinkowitz and them do it out of the pistol and stuff like that so i think they're kind of Zigging while a lot of other people are zagging in the league. I think there's, there's value for them to be found there with this scheme.
3: Look at, you mentioned earlier, Darren Henry Young's frame. Dude can hold a lot of weight. We're going to take a break and we come back. I want to talk about another guy who carries his well, weight pretty well, right after this.
0: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice,
1: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. DW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
3: We talked a lot about Kentucky spring football, but we need to now turn our attention to the professional ranks of the NFL draft where Freddie Maggard, I don't I think anybody carries 337 pounds better than Evan Neal from Alabama.
2: Yeah. Yeah, he looked good, didn't he?
3: Uh, yeah, I wish I could carry 250 pounds the way he carries 337.
2: My yeah, God. it's Interesting, though. That uh, the Jaguars put the franchise tag. Yeah, that was surprising. On, uh, on their left tackle. So that kind of throws a wrench into it all as far as the first pick. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I like the tackles in this class. Uh, I like Evan Neal all the way down. Obviously, Trevor Penning. Uh, Penning's Bernard a nut Rodman. job. I love that guy. Yeah, He's, he's got, he's got some
3: screws loose.
2: Yeah, he just. Michigan has a couple tackles.
3: Of course, the Michigan guy. I I just love that Penning it just doesn't look like an athlete at oh, all, yeah. and is a crazy athlete. Yeah. He looks like the dude yeah. that like you played peewee football with that like had boogers on his t shirts, you know, and like his pads on backwards, <laughs> and like he's out there just like yeah, putting up crazy crazy numbers. Um,
2: yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of people talking about the defensive side of this draft, but I like the tackles, man. The offensive tackles and the know, are most likely be move down to guard, but this class is very, very deep at tackle. I like it a lot.
3: So if if you're uh, Jacksonville Jaguars GM Freddie Maggard, who are you taking with the number one pick?
2: The Jacksonville Jaguars with the first pick, I will take Sauce Gardner from Cincinnati.
3: Ooh, interesting. Why can I feel like that's not too much different than where, where you're thinking?
0: Yeah, uh, like if I was the GM, I wouldn't have tagged Cam Robinson and I would have just took one of those tackles. But exactly. Um. um so, yeah, I think it seemed like they're, all signs are pointing to Hutchinson. They're just going to take the edge rusher.
3: Uh, that means like they probably get rid of Josh, then, yeah, right?
0: Um, well, yeah, that's long term. That would be the move that they wouldn't have to re sign Josh
3: there. They Ship him, have, trade him midseason and get get some something for him.
0: Right. Get a fifth. I'll be getting out of there, man. <laughs> I hope he gets out of there. Yeah, what yeah. is Josh – is he coming up on his – this will be his fourth year? This will be his fourth he, year. So Yeah, so they got to make the uh, – so he's coming up on the five-year extension. So he's going to get through this year play. They're going to see what they have in Hutchinson if they take him. And then he's probably going to be either a trade target late in the year next next year or offseason he'll probably get traded. That's what I can see kind of yeah. developing. Yeah. But, like, Kyle Hamilton is a guy – like, he's probably my favorite player in this draft. Is a 6'4", yeah. safety, rangy um, can do multiple things. at the safety position play deep can come in the box can play, to nickel for you. Um, I think he. I mean, I think it's you know at the top there's not a there's not the clear like, slam dunk home run. I think at the top of the board. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I think he you could see it maybe getting a little crazy on draft day because of that, um, especially when those quarterbacks start going off. But he's the guy that. I feel pretty safe that he's going to be pretty, a pretty good pro.
2: Yeah, that's why I didn't take him because of Josh. <laughs> I want Josh to get the big money somewhere. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't see why in the world did Jacksonville tagged uh, their left tackle. I mean, it makes no sense to me. But I guess that's why they're the Jaguars.
3: Well, they 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 talked to our pal Luke Fortner. Um, they could uh, use Please no. They could use a center <laughs> for Trevor no. Lawrence. Uh what well, found out that, that their guy's on his way out. He's got one year left. Yeah, so. but it's
0: even sounding like he's a cut candidate here. Um when these cuts start coming right before I believe free agency starts. Oh. No. So they, they're they're definitely 100% in the market for a center.
2: No. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't want any UK guys going to Jacksonville.
3: Hey, I've I've got a buddy down there though. He's he he's doing well, so maybe we can at least get them. They can know a guy, but man, that sounds sounds brutal for him. I uh I, I will say just general draft talk. Very happy for a uh, oh, Wolfel kid, uh, Desmond Ritter. He
0: yeah, he'd have yeah. been weakened, weak in
3: he? I mean, it's one of those like. Freddie, I, I was talking to Lucky. I don't even remember him when he was at Saint X. He was so just yeah. not thought of in the conversation when it comes to recruits. And now, I mean, the way he performed at the combine, he dude's gonna end up sneaking in the first round. I know that people are down yeah. on quarterbacks, but these teams, you're right now, you're either trading for a guy or you have to just try to roll the dice and get lucky. Once a couple quarterbacks start going, teams they they. They, they'd feel the need. They they act out of fear, and they got to pick somebody. I think Ritter's going to end up sneaking into the first round somewhere.
0: Yeah, I think you can make the argument he's he could be potentially the third quarterback behind Willis and Pickett right mm-hmm. now. I mean, it's really? between him and Corral, probably, and maybe Sam Howell lurking. Um, but, yeah, they, you could definitely see him sneaking into that. Like, in into the, into the draft, the Lions have all kinds of issues. Maybe they want to take a flyer at a quarterback. Since they got a pick early in the draft, that could be a spot for him. Um, but yeah, and then um, the interesting thing with Ritter is that, like that that quarterback class in twenty seventeen, how close Kentucky was to really finding like a really good player there. You had him and Tanner Morgan in state.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, they go with Walker Wood instead. Um, you had, I, I believe it was that Mac Jones class. Yeah. Um, so you have Mac Jones committed. You fire Shannon Dawson. He decommits, and then you kind of – you land on Danny Clark. and That was like – that was Eddie Grant and and Darren Henshaw's first full class for a quarterback. And you're also – you're oftentimes defined by that first quarterback you get. And unfortunately, they they just couldn't find one there. But they were really close to finding, you know, like a a legit guy. And now you're looking at Ritter, potentially first-round pick. He was right in your backyard. You missed on Mac Jones. He, of course, does what he does at Alabama. So – so close, yeah, so far away, but the margins are thin sometimes. The, yeah, I was, uh,
2: I was happy with the Kentucky guy, especially one, Dale.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, I thought he had a good combine, and I thought Josh Pascal and Luke had really good combine. And then Darrell Rosenthal, the fastest 40 of any offensive lineman. Uh, did we ever find out why you and Marquan McCall didn't participate with in the drills?
3: No, and th- the weird part was is they – from uh it looked like they even did the on field stuff so i don't know i know um the combine schedule in general they changed up when players work out yeah do- a lot of
0: people were unhappy the bench was the same day as the the running the testing
3: yeah so the, the the schedule stuff a lot of agents just told them to wait on their pro days essentially right so i i think that's probably what it was because a lot of yeah. guys didn't work out
2: yeah but if you're if you're useless and and McCall, if you look at the ratings by the NFL, yeah, they're right on the edge. They and borderline, I,
3: yeah.
2: I don't know who advised them. If somebody advised them not to, uh, I would question that uh, that judgment.
3: You mentioned quarterbacks like it and, and who you're targeting, all that stuff, sort of stuff. First quarterback that UK hosted on a campus visit with Skangarilla here, Danny O'Neill, kid from Cathedral, who's uh. 2024 so that would be a junior to be
0: yeah right he's a sophomore right now
3: yeah yeah so so you know there's one to put your pin in i know uh uh, uncle jeff and uncle brian they offered him up at purdue he's got a handful of offers out there so there's one to put your pin in uh but also freddie it's so weird to talk about kids in 2024 i get just that they're they're children yeah their children and like and this kid's got like a mop of hair on his head too and it's just like you just want to give him a nogi you know and it's like oh this kid could end up being like star quarterback in the future like just
2: yeah I, I, I saw 2024 just run over dudes down to 13 threes and champ, the uh, champion oh, tournament man. yeah yeah but, <laughs> I mean he couldn't help it I mean he wouldn't there was no malice in the in fouls he just would just bump into Dudes and they would (laughs) fall five feet backwards. Yeah,
0: he's built different, just a little bit.
3: Gavin Chadwell could, he could go, he could buy a beer right now and they wouldn't even ID him. I mean, (laughs) he's a freaking adult. I, that guy, he's, he's one of those that I just, I just hope he, he he stays the right course because man, he is just, he's built to be an SEC football player.
2: He's a monster.
3: Goodness gracious! Well, um, Freddie, you, have you have you found out your uh, your your hidden hidden gem in the draft yet? I know you're big on like you'll you latch on to somebody and you're like, this guy's going to be something else. I'm curious yeah, if you, you found know, it yet?
2: I, I'm I'm working on it. I'm leaning towards Bernard, Bernard. I don't know how to say his name, Bernard Rahman or Raymond. Raymond Central Miss Raymond. I, I like him. Only only problem he had his arms were a little bit short at 32 and 7'8", or something of that nature. But I like him because he was a tight end. Uh, He's from Austria. He's he's new to football. He's an incredible athlete. And I think uh, his career may start a little rough, but but I really like uh, – I always pick guys that are maybe first round, maybe not first round, uh, but I like him a lot.
3: Yeah, and I'm – you know, and you touched on the U.K. guys. I don't know how Josh Pascal's tree trunks move like they do, but my goodness, like the pictures of him, his freaking thighs, gee, holy moly! Uh, I haven't seen him in any second round mocks yet. Look, we're starting to get more of those two round mocks. I'm I'm wondering if if it's just
0: the drafts, just it's it's there's just a lot of guys that play his position, and then yeah. pass rushing gets wins out, and if you draft Josh, um. Pass rush is just not as not as best their top attribute. Uh, yeah. He can do some things as a pass rusher, but he's probably going to be you know more of an interior type guy. Um, yeah, I think second round maybe to get into, but he's going to be a high third round pick. I feel pretty safe in that. He, where, where do
2: y'all project the Kentucky guys if the draft was I mean, today?
3: Pasco was 268, ran a 477, and was mm-hmm. like a bottom five defensive end. Those dudes. They're the best athletes in the world, as far as I'm concerned. An NFL yeah. edge, like that, those, those, they yeah, are they're freaks. They're freaks. They are not humans. Like humans should not be built to.
0: Yeah, I would have um, Darren Kennard probably middle ish of the second round. Uh, he didn't have a great, the combine wasn't great for him, I don't think. Um, Didn't test super well on some of the athletic numbers. And then, um, you know, had some moments at the senior bowl bubbles, I think it seemed like it was kind of up and down. I would say him middle second round. Let's say Pascal early third. And then I would say Wandell somewhere in the second round too. Um, Pascal early third. Um, and then I think you're kind of looking day three. You're looking at Rosenthal. I think you're looking at Yusuf Porter. and Fortner. Um, I would say Fortner probably early round four. I think he goes early because he's going to be one of the better centers, I think, in this class. I think Corker gets drafted, and I think Marquine, it's going to be pretty Free agent, borderline. Right. Right, borderline kind of seventh round, seventh, sixth round kind of thing.
2: Yeah, I, I, that's why I said that about the combine. You, you would think that those those two would uh, try to do everything, you know, to impress. But uh, Pro Day is going to be big for both of those guys. So I uh, hope the best for, for all of them. And, and, and back to your point, Nick, when you said those guys are freaks, the fast rushers, that's why, that's why when I talk about Keontae Goodwin, I always talk about expectation management. You know, from from high school in, in Indiana to blocking one on one the best athlete on the defense—that's yeah. a tough ask yeah. for a true freshman. So, expectation management should be considered. You know, when we're talking about Keontae oh, man.
3: I'm scrolling through Twitter.
0: Any place of any place of position too, where people don't a lot of people don't realize if he's—you only know when he's doing something bad. Right, that's true. You only know yeah. when it's a false start. You only know when oh. That's a sack. Yeah. And so that that can, you know, that can hurt, especially a big name kid like that. Yeah. That can hurt. Um, but yeah, I think you're right with him. Um, there's definitely like there is some rough around the edges with him as a prospect. Um, but long term projecting, he's got a chance, I think, to really be special, but he's got some ways to go.
2: Yeah.
3: Freddie, I've uh, I've reached a point and you got Aaron Rodgers is staying in Green Bay, Russell Wilson's going to Denver. Get Jameis Winston to Pittsburgh, please.
2: Yeah, we're. That's where, uh, that's
3: where I'm at. I'm know. I'm desperate. If if nothing else, just give me entertainment because I cannot, I cannot watch Mason Rudolph <laughs> take a snap under center. I Can't, I can't.
2: Well, do it. if if Luke if Luke Fortner's snapping the ball, then I'm okay with it because I'll just be there to watch Luke. But I, I can't, I can't do that either. I, I that's going to be that's going to be brutal. Uh, my goodness. Yeah, I'm I'm worried about our Steelers, Nick. Pretty bad. You to take the it. medicine
0: and try to address it next year. Oh, just how the, the hog just, over here. <laughs> the he's guys living just the good life. I'm just telling the guys just aren't out there. It just it's not it's not a good year to need a quarterback, you know. And then uh the ones that are being traded are going to um, you know, AFC teams, but th- th- that's done now, it looks like with Roger Stan and Russell Wilson gone. I mean, and and then uh if Deshaun lands anywhere, it'll be an NFC team, Deshaun Watson. But yeah, it's just, it's no Trust me, it's no fun not having a good quarterback. I've been there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, oh, uh,
3: it's
0: to be bad. the What's eight, your... na- to be the eight and eight, seven and nine, or seven 10 ten, eight and nine area. That's it's honestly like the worst place to be if you don't have yeah. a you know a quarterback.
2: So what what are the Bengals going to do? Because I know a lot of people listening to this are Bengals fans. Yeah, I
0: think yeah, the mo the. The goal is to address offensive line through free agency, get a couple starters, um, and then find a cornerback or a defensive tackle because they're probably going to lose. we are probably going to pay some free agents. They're going to lose a couple defensive tackles potentially um, because they're going to try to address offensive line. So that's probably the move there. And then, and then add some depth probably at O-line second and third round.
3: Well, I don't want to linger on NFL talk too much more. I'm just going to get upset that I hitched my wagon to the freaking Pittsburgh Steelers and Mason freaking Rudolph. But so I will say that it is March. There is madness. We have Sweet 16s happening at Rep Arena. Uh, Yeah. Exciting stuff. This is the part of the year where I remind everybody that the Sweet 16 is a great tournament. It's it's Mm -hmm. wonderful. And no offense to the folks out there in the state, Freddie, but there are 10 teams better in Louisville that aren't involved and it always made me very mad because winning our district might as well have been winning the damn region it just it infuriated me yeah but there's still some really good ball teams out there uh ashland well, most
0: of the top five is going to the to lexington
3: when yeah. you look at blazer you know, they're one of them Tommy we well,
0: got mel cuff mm-hmm. um warren central Warren Central and Mel playing first round. It's a huge. It's going to be a huge game. And then right north, and then North Laurel and George, and George Rogers Clark. George
3: Rogers Clark, yeah. yeah. Uh, Blazers opening with Path. Yeah. So, uh, I, I expect there to be a huge, huge turnout uh, next week at Rupp. Would love nothing more than a Reed Shepherd, caleb Glenn final. Make it like Richie versus Allen Houston back in the day, Freddie. That would yeah. Be
2: awesome. Yeah, and then, and then, you know – it's either the beauty of the tournament or it's a thing the tournament could do differently, that North Laurel's playing Pikeville in the first round, and then, you know, it could be Mel and Ashland or something. So yeah. one bracket could be loaded with the best teams, and, you know, a lesser team up top can just slide on down to the championship. So uh, it's random. I mean, it's the luck of the draw, and that's what makes it beautiful. Uh, but I'm a big fan of Sweet Sixteen. I'm going to the girls' tournament tomorrow uh, to watch Letcher County Central. Look forward to that, and uh, it's a it's a big basketball couple weeks for for the KHSAA and Rupp Arena. Which my only concern and one reason I don't want to go is because it's cashless.
0: Everything. Oh yeah,
3: <laughs> Freddie, that is so, you and I. We are speaking the same language. I cannot stand the stupid. Ugh, I, I I have cash. Take my money. I don't want to have to use my damn card ever. It drives me nuts.
2: First of all, I wouldn't know how to get a ticket, one, to be on my phone. Two,
3: how,
2: how do you pay with your phone? Because they said parking's involved. Or do you just give them your card? You just give me a card, probably. You just give me a card. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I was thinking you had to do something, download something, and get a parking thing and all that stuff. That, that was a big thing. And you can't go to the ticket counter to buy a ticket. Is that correct? <laughs> I
3: mean, what do we do? Yeah, I,
0: I, I, I would assume you have to do it all. It's just online,
3: so it's just you got to do it all on your phone, bad on your phone. Yeah, I don't do that. Do they know I who their? Do, do they know who their audience is? Like Sweet Sixteen is people who go year after year after year. Yeah, they ain't a bunch of millennials, bunch of Zoomers. I
2: don't. I have I have made zero purchases on Amazon in my life. <laughs> I mean, that's legit. I don't know how to do online anything. So, I don't know. When you
0: order a pizza, you still call the pizza place? Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> hey, I'm the same way, too. Like, yeah, we, we got I couldn't tell you the last time I called a
3: pizza place. I couldn't tell you the last time I did that. Well, Probably I, I need it. to ask. Yeah. I want to know what the specials are, you know? Yeah,
2: I want to know how bad the traffic is in downtown Versailles. <laughs> you know? I like to go get my pizza anyway, so.
3: Oh, I'm I'm, I'm the same way, Freddie. I haven't gotten delivery anything ever to my new house and hell even when i have my old house i don't like that
0: i'm like that too taylor likes to do that stuff and i'm like i'll go pick it up just tell yeah. me what you want and i'll go pick it up I'd, I'd, i just want to get out of the house <laughs> you can pay too. you can pay me the delivery you pay me the five dollars <laughs> the delivery charge
2: listen there there are weeks that go by that i don't talk to a human being other than Helen you know i, I it, it's you know when you work from home like we do and there's nothing no big events I enjoy going to Kroger. You know, I enjoy oh,
0: going yeah. to pay for
2: the people. Oh yeah. You know, I enjoy yeah.
0: When we were locked I, down, like um whenever you have to go to the girl, I was like, I'll go to grow, I'll go. Let me go to yeah. the grocery. Cause I was sitting here in the in my dungeon all day downstairs. Like so I'll uh, yes, let me go. I'll go pick up the food or whatever. Yes, I know yes, I get that. Just to have I, I'll some tell you type what, of social interaction.
2: I tell you what I did last night just for some entertainment
0: <clears throat> is
2: bored. Wrote a little thing for Eli on Eli Cox, and I was bored. And everything, everybody's talking about gas prices, so I got my car and rode around to all the gas stations in Versailles just seeing how much gas was. Yeah. So that's a big night for me, man.
3: <laughs> I love too that you burned up gas to see how cheap yeah. expensive <laughs> gas was. <laughs> Yeah, that was oh, a big night for me, man. <laughs> oh, man. Well, this has been a lot of fun. Hopefully we give you all a little bit of a football fix before it's all basketball everything for the next few weeks. But we're still going to have spring practice reports. Uh, they're Tuesdays and Thursdays for the most part, but the Cats are taking next week off for spring break. So oh, a little bit of football's back, but not so fast. So we, we get a little bit of break, um, but we'll have a lot more football coming at you uh, here towards the end of March into April and we got everything to get you ready for the UK football spring game so Freddie like it it's been a joy it's been a pleasure uh we'll be talking again soon until then go cats and go Kroger